0: what I wanted. This is episode 279 of We Were Gamers. Hello Michael. Hey
1: JJ. We are taking over your airwaves today. Sands yeah. Andy.
0: Yes. Uh happy birthday to our uh fellow co-host who is not here today.
1: Yeah, he has the misfortune to get to celebrate his birthday on a tropical island, so we're tough, very sad for him.
0: Tough life, tough life. Uh we we of course wish him the best and I'm sure he's having a wonderful time without us. Uh, yes. So Uh, So, uh, in that vein, we are going to have, you know, some little hits here. Quick discussions, I think. Got a few different things that have been going on uh, around the internet and also in our personal lives. You play anything interesting, Michael?
1: I have still been playing a fair amount of Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Still liking it? Yeah, yeah, still liking it. Getting into the the meat of more of the story. Um, remember, you know, remembering parts of the game that that are a little bit familiar to me. Things that I liked about the systems and and the story and the characters. Uh, re- remembering just how many quests there are.
0: I remember at some point in that game, you walk into a new town, and it's just oh, like yes. an infinite number of exclamation points.
1: Yeah, I just did that again last night. I walked into one of the bigger towns in the game, and I forgot that it was a, an actual full-size town. I was like, oh, there's another dozen quests here for me to do. Yeah, man. Oh, they, um, but they do a good job of, of making them interesting. They don't, like, even when they're fetch quests, they feel a little more fun than just your typical fetch quests.
0: I felt like a lot of the quests in that game were like, you would do the first one, and then there would be more after it. It wouldn't just be like get me 12 boar heads and then that's the quest.
1: Right. You like, got to get the boar heads and then mount them on this monument and then fight the monster that shows up.
0: Right. It would be something like that. Or it's like, oh, hey, I need you to collect like 10 wolf pelts and then I'm going to craft this thing. And now you have to protect me as I go out into the woods and all this stuff.
1: Yeah. So the, the multi-part nature of, of a lot of the quests makes it more interesting.
0: Very cool. Well, I have been playing two different card-related games. Oh, okay. So you're going to get to pick which card related game do we start with.
1: Okay, what are my options
0: here? Uh, on one hand, you have a card r- related RPG. And on the other hand, you have a card related RPG.
1: Ooh, choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with the card related RPG.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, that's a good. Good choice because actually, I'm going to talk about both of them, and we're going to talk about the maybe like less interesting one first, and that is well, less interesting. I like it a lot, but it's less card related. So, okay, uh, I've been playing Pathfinder Kingmaker, which is oh, okay a, a super cool. Um, I think like the genre might be more styled like a CRPG really. Uh, but there is a card aspect to it, which I didn't really expect going into the game. This game is a lot like those old uh, Baldur's Gate type games or the Pillars of Eternity games, if you've played yeah. any of those.
1: I, I don't think I've played any of them, but I know a little bit about both of those.
0: So this game is very similar to that. You have a party, you have your party levels up. It's like a and d style setting, except it's the Pathfinder setting, which is not D&D legally, but you know.
1: It's D&D adjacent.
0: D20 systems, you know, you have dexterity and strength and wisdom and intelligence and all that kind of stuff, right? So, it, you know, it's very much that. Uh, and you have your little group of people and you run around the countryside killing owlbears and goblins and, you know, there's a magical curse and all this kind of stuff, right?
1: Standard RPG fare.
0: RPG type stuff, right? Uh, but, you know, it's this overhead combat where combat is sort of real time and you can pause. It also has a turn-based mode, which is pretty cool. Okay. Oh, yeah um the turn-based mode is everything takes a lot longer in turn-based mode (laughs) Uh, but it is it is pretty helpful because you can then like really really plan out and act out all of your specific actions if you're like i need to move this person exactly here and then do an attack in this facing and all this kind of stuff you can get really really intricate with the the rules if you need to whereas kind of the real-time mode is kind of just like all right everyone just kind of like go over here and and pull out your swords and, and get to work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been there. And, and the card aspect is that there's this kingdom management side to the game that I totally did not. I mean, I guess King maker, you know, you're kind of ruling a kingdom, uh, is where that comes from. But the kingdom a- management aspect has these, well, they they're cards that are sort of dealt to you randomly throughout the game. And you have to. There's sort of like little events that have, you go to a map screen, right? It's a map of your your kingdom, and you can kind of see the you know the various towns and villages and points of interest and whatnot. Uh, and then you get these cards that are like, hey, there are some wild monsters rampaging in this land. What are you gonna do about it? Uh, and if you don't do anything, your the like various stats of your kingdom take damage, right? Like you lose some economy stat or some loyalty or some of your health stat. You know your Uh, And those various penalties and stuff will pile up over time and cause the people to leave your towns or make you'll make less money over time or, you know, they break the smithy and you can't buy swords or whatever. Uh, And so then you have your various party members and other assorted people that you meet throughout the game who you can assign as your advisors, like your ruling council, essentially. And you can take them and have them be your um, like Oh, okay. Like me, the, the ruler of the kingdom, it's not you know my job to deal with the rampaging bears in this town, but perhaps my, uh, my warden, the warden of my lands should do that. Or maybe my military advisor could go deal with it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you'll have a couple of people to choose from for most of these things, and then they will act according to the, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of that character and the position that they're in. So maybe if you send, you know, this option is like, oh, there are some, you know, settlers coming into town. What do we do with them? You can assign the military advisor. He might recruit them into your, you know, your militia. Or you can assign the like uh, the counselor, regent or whatever, and they might, you know, try to move them into one of your villages. Um, and then you get, you know, there's dice rolls or something behind the scenes there to decide if you succeed or fail based on the various sure, stats of, of the characters and all this sort of stuff. Do all your checks. Right. But then all of that sort of happens real time while you're off adventuring and doing things. And so, you know, it's like basically because there's day, days are tracked, right? So if you rest, it takes a certain number of day hours to heal. And then, you know, after 24 hours, the next day changes. And then there's time. It takes you time to walk places and yada, yada. So then as the days pass, the various events sort of resolve, or if you leave them be too long, you take, you know, penalties for the rampaging bears or whatever. It's been an interesting kind of system. I totally didn't expect to have this kind of like, okay, I got to go out and do these quests, you know, run around and do all these things, then got to come back to my capital so that I can make sure to be in the throne room. So that when there's like, you know, the visitor comes from abroad or whatever, I'm there to receive his, the envoy and like, oh yeah, it's like a weird kingdom management aspect to this RPG game. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it sounds, it sounds like it's two games rolled into one. Totally. And that You have to balance between the two
0: it totally feels like that and you get this like really weird sense of oh okay like i need to make sure that this village has a brewery and a tavern so that they'll be happy there and the people won't rebel against me but also i'm going to be going there probably on my next expedition and i want to buy weapons and stuff so i'll build a smith and like (laughs) there's like (laughs) it it gets it's getting really intricate yeah Um, the
1: i can see the interconnectedness of of the two sides of that making for some interesting decision-making.
0: Yeah, man. You know, and then you have to make sure you bring enough supplies with you so that you can camp so that you need to, if you need to heal, you have a place to, you know, eat food and stuff like that between your mission and stuff. It's like, there's a lot going on in that game. Uh, But I think that's the more like standard type game. Kingmaker has been out for quite a while at this point. I think it's like several years old. Um, Great game. And there's actually a sequel to it out called uh, wrath of the righteous uh, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous which I have not touched and know basically nothing about but you know looks like one of these also um, but the other card based RPG that I've played
1: <laughs> yeah this one I, this one I know I think what it is uh, another mouthful title which Andy is not here to mangle
0: yes uh, this is Voice of Cards The Isle Dragon Roars Yes. Did I get it right?
1: Yes, and that's Isle, I S L E, like island, not like yeah, grocery store.
0: Oh, I mean that's fair. You have to have to say that because you can't. the The title is weird enough. It could be Isle, like a grocery store. I suppose this is true. But no, we're talking about like Isle, like island. And I don't know what to make of this game, man. So uh, to be fair, I didn't play the full game. This was a demo. There's there's a demo available on Steam. I think it may still be available. It's also on consoles.
1: Yes, the demo is still available. Um, the game launches uh, the end of October, the 28th. I think. Yeah,
0: it's it's uh, soon. So,
1: so I think the demo is available until then or probably close to then.
0: Yeah, I'm not clear. The thing I read about the demo is that the demo takes place the day before the game starts. Huh, okay. That's kind of what I got from some marketing around this. Uh, I played through the whole demo, and I got to the end. There's a definitive end.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, it only took about an hour, so it's pretty short. This is one of the both strangest and least... It's both str- the strangest and most unique, and also the most normal and least interesting game I've played. <laughs> that is that is quite a combination. It is The art style is really good. I think it's a really interesting and eye-catching art style, sort of like a... it's anime adjacent I'll say it's not like full on like huge anime art style but there are definitely like anime touches to all the characters for sure yeah but the characters are represented as cards you get a, a like a deck of cards almost and the characters don't have their own voices you only hear the voice of the game master who introduces himself at the very beginning of the game who you never see also he's just a disembodied narrator type voice and he and the it is a male sounding voice anyway and he narrates the entire game all the parts all the voices
1: that's uh that's a choice
0: it is it I really mean, is i guess it's
1: it's going to save you on voice talent costs but i can also see that getting to be really kind of either monotonous or at a certain point you just sort of drown him out or tune him out
0: yeah yeah, it's very weird, and he's a good actor. Like the the really great, interesting voice. And I think when he, you know, when things are happening, it is a it's a good narrator type voice. It is just a very interesting choice to have him narrate all the parts. And maybe that won't be the case in the real game, and it's only here in the demo. But I kind oh, of that's
1: an interesting. I, I,
0: it could be, but I kind of think maybe it is. Hmm. So, Hmm. that is the, that is the, like, the big, uh, and so the other thing is that all of the animations in the game are cards doing things to each other. There are no character models anywhere. Everything is represented as a card. All the enemies are, like, a card with a drawing on them. All the land is cards with drawings on them. All of the, like, terrain, all the towns everything you go through is a like a, as though you were playing on a big table with a bunch of face down cards and as you move near them the cards around you flip over so you can see what they are
1: that's cool it's yeah. it's very much like emulating that old school tabletop feel
0: yeah it's really really cool i like it is so it, like the style is like really just something i've never seen someone do before it has a super unique feeling and I don't know how to explain (laughs) the game. Like it's so different from anything that I've seen. And so you you walk around, um, you know, you move down your, uh, you move your little piece, which is the representation of your party. uh, It's like a little chess piece or something with a, a gem on the top. And you know, the, the game will tell you, oh, to move on with the story, move to this highlighted square, right? And, you know, when you eventually move your piece around to that square, you know, a cutscene or something will happen, and you'll see cards talking to each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, And eventually, you know, they say, okay, you know, you're given a quest, and then, you know, go out and accomplish this quest. And so you start walking down, and again, you're flipping cards on, you know, there's grass to your side and a road in front of you. Uh, until you get to a town you go into the town and it changes the board to a new set of cards that you know this area near you looks like a town and you can kind of walk around into shops and there are shopkeepers and buy and sell items you know you have a uh, a party of three people in this demo one uh the main character i want to say is winifred who appears to be some sort of Meiji cleric type person okay uh you have a brawny warrior type man who I forget his name. Uh and you Ash. Mm, I feel like I saw Could be. I, I feel the Brawny Warrior type man was not in the like main character list. Anyway, I don't know. Uh and the third one is a uh old Meiji type wizard guy uh named Headwin head wig head something anyway the names aren't important uh and so when you eventually get out of the town and onto your actual quest you know as you're sort of walking along the various cards that make up the field and the road and the sea and the mountains and whatever you get into random battles as you do in a J- in a jrpg style you know there are cards lined up on one end uh, representing some monsters and your cards lined up on this end and it's a pretty standard RPG battle system. You can attack. You may have some uh, few various items you can use, or uh, skills that you can use, which are represented as cards. Uh, and the card system here is, uh, you get gems every turn. So every time it's your turn, you gain a gem, and they're okay. represented in this little wooden box to the side of the of the cards in battle. You know, like like someone's physically dropping a gem into this box every oh, turn. Okay. And you have like two gems to start with, and sometimes your skill cards will cost gems to use. and They're generally more powerful when they cost a gem, right? Right. So you have your standard attack, whatever it is, or a heal spell, uh, and then you may have a attack that says, you know, deal attack plus three, and it's fire. And all the character cards in battle have numbers on them. Uh, there's a middle number for their HP, a number on the left for the attack, and a number on the right for the defense. This thus far, at least. Uh, stuff has been very simple it's right it's like attack minus defense equals damage done to hit points right
1: standard
0: very very basic and all the numbers are revealed so it's not a secret or at least so far it hasn't been a secret uh and you know you when you attack the baby goblin or whatever and it has four defense and your character has 13 attack you deal nine damage right right there have been a few skills that cause you to roll dice, in which case a physical die rolls on top of the cards, and that looks kind of cool. Oh, nice. Uh, and the spells have pretty interesting effects. So again, you know everything is represented by a card, including your abilities, but when the spells go off, they cause like fire to burn on the card, or the wind one causes the card to flap around in the air. Uh, the ice one will shoot a big ice sickle down at the cards, stuff like that. Um it's really really cool look and i think people should try this demo it is a again it's free so you know no harm Uh, and i believe it's coming out i want to say there's a demo on the switch also this feels yeah there
1: is because it got announced as part of the nintendo direct
0: ah okay perfect this feels like a good switch game because it doesn't look like it needs a ton of like graphical horsepower you know sure yeah so everyone check this game out, you know, check the demos. It, it is free. Um, see if you like it. Uh, it It is also from the creative mind of Yoko Taro. So folks who remember my love for the Nier games will uh, remember something about that guy. So I don't know. It's been interesting so far. I don't know a lot about it other than this demo, which seemed pretty standard JRPG stuff. But then also it kind of seemed like there was some more going on maybe at the end. I don't
1: know cool well I definitely I definitely want to check out the demo at some point myself here before the the game launches
0: Uh, if for nothing else I like the art style the art style is like it's so striking and it is really cool the like the spell effects and stuff seeing that stuff in motion is maybe worth it play for like the first 45 minutes and you'll or like 30 minutes even and you'll get a taste of all that stuff and then sort of be able to figure out if you like it or not Very cool. All right. Uh, Got any more game stuff we want to talk about?
1: Uh, So I mentioned the Nintendo Direct. Uh, We talked a little bit the other day about the Mario movie uh, because of the the crazy casting announcement that they made. But we didn't really discuss any of the news coming out of the Direct. And there was one thing that I did want to touch on, um, which to me was actually maybe the most exciting thing, which is that they are expanding nintendo online
0: Mm, yes
1: yeah so nintendo online uh, is currently a a paid service that they offer you can uh, connect to friends through it Um, i think they offer some enhanced features in in some of the games but the biggest thing about it one of the more one of the most popular things is that they have online libraries of nes and snes games that they are constantly adding to that you can just boot up and play as if you had were playing an nes or an snes and so the announcement just came that they are expanding that library soon i don't know if they actually gave a, a hard date i think they said more information to come but they're expanding that to include N64 games oh yeah so to me that's that is very exciting Um, you know the the N64 beloved system of my tween to teen years
0: sure sure and the not so much fanfare for the genesis though I'm hearing (laughs) so i didn't have
1: a genesis right they are they are also bringing genesis games as well Um, but i didn't have a genesis so less less personal excitement for me Mm -hmm. but i know plenty of people out there who will be excited about it
0: so i think the first off it's super weird the idea of playing genesis games on a nintendo console right
1: yeah because for so long the nintendo and sega were in direct competition
0: feels very weird uh, so putting that aside, my only complaint with it, I think this is great, right? It was great. Give people more games. People love the N64. It's cool to let people have a place to play those games again. And now here comes the except, right?
1: But yeah,
0: except kind of all the good N64 games are already back out again. Like the Mario one, Mario 64. They just released an updated version like not even very long ago this Mm -hmm. year or maybe it was last year i don't know uh the uh and then the ones you probably really want out there you want to play goldeneye they're not bringing out goldeneye they're not going to put goldeneye on this thing man sadly not yeah so they have a list right of the first ones they said that are coming right
1: yeah they have a list of the first eight uh so it was games like uh, Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, uh, what else were they doing at launch? Uh, Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario Kart. Uh, F-Zero, I think, was on the list.
0: What's the, oh, I don't remember what the F, I don't remember the F-Zero game from the 64. Pilot Wings? No.
1: Um, I don't know if Pilo Wings was on there, but Star Fox definitely was. Okay,
0: Star Fox was the one I was thinking of, yeah. So again, like you know, those are beloved games, almost all of them, right? Great games. Nothing against letting people play that stuff again. And the other shoe is did they actually say how much the price is gonna increase?
1: They did not. That is that was part of the coming soon announcement.
0: Hmm. So I guess there's still more to be seen about this, but uh, yeah, I guess it is still possible to subscribe to the other like lower level of Switch Online and get the not get the new stuff and only get the old stuff.
1: Yes. So it sounds like they're going to do a tiered system so that you can you can keep the current level if you decide that in 64 uh, is not your jam. You don't want to pay extra for it or you can upgrade your subscription to the next tier.
0: It feels so weird. I don't know. it's great. Uh I don't play my Switch a ton these days, but I can see this being good. The problem or the the, the thing that will sell me on it is if they keep adding more of these games as time goes on, right? I feel so like they
1: oh, they announced a second wave. Oh, okay, that's good. As part of the announcement, right. So they announced the the initial eight that are coming, and then they announced the second wave, which includes Majora's Mask, uh, Mario Golf, Paper Mario was in there. Oh, Paper so Mario is super um, liked. Yeah, um, there was one more that was big. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie was in there.
0: Oh, okay, so they are getting some outside stuff. All right, All Yeah. Right. I just feel like if they don't get Golden Eye 007 then like what are they doing? Uh, yeah. That's going to be hard. And I understand like this like a million licenses or whatever or get Perfect Dark maybe then I guess, right? Sure, At least yeah. those are pretty similar. Rare still owns Perfect Dark, so Yeah. I didn't, like the this the issue I had with Switch Online before is that the first set of games they dropped were like pretty great and i played a bunch of them and really liked it and then kind of didn't care about anything they added after that so at least they already have plans to add stuff that sound good beyond the first initial set so that's already an improvement right
1: yeah and there were there were also a couple of deeper pull games that i hope get added Mm. yeah we'll see we'll see what they announce you gotta you gotta imagine something like donkey kong 64 will be in in the mix somewhere
0: yeah man that game is really something
1: it is it's got its fans though and i'm sure I don't think it's been i don't think it's been re-released anywhere else though yep there there will be people excited to see it
0: oh i'm sure there will that game was a broken mess on the n64 and hard <laughs> to play so uh it, it's cool though right it's at least they're doing something that's great uh that they're yeah. doing it I don't think yeah, it's, it's fan for me, in the service. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you know, Metroid Dread still coming out. I think I've seen a lot of people super excited about that one.
1: Yeah, all the reviews seem really pumped for that. Um, I know I have a copy showing up at the end of the
0: week. Oh, spoilers. I'm excited for that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, I would love to hear about it because I'm probably not going to do that. But I... I want to know. I definitely played a lot of Super Metroid back in the day.
1: Yeah, same here.
0: All right, I feel like we talked about video games. Is there more video game stuff you want to cover here? No, I think that's good. All right. Well, we should talk about? You know what? We haven't done a lot of like TV and movie stuff recently. Um cuz we've been so focused on Evangelion. It's time to yeah, get outside of that. We got to give people a break from the like extremely serious anime and get into like the Oh wait, some less, of these some of these were also serious extremely anime. serious anime. <laughs> uh, Michael, you and I have both watched all nine. There are nine
1: episodes
0: of the Star Wars Visions.
1: Yeah, So if people don't know, uh, Star Wars Visions was a project where they went and contacted, oh, I don't remember how many Studio Seven studios, I think. Because I think some of them doubled up. Um, yeah, I think I it's think it seven. seven. Seven Japanese studios that are uh, well known for producing anime. Yeah. And pitch to them, hey, we want you to make a short film based in the Star Wars universe.
0: Yep. And so they made nine, between 15 and 20-ish minute movie videos, short stories, I guess uh and we have watched them all and we're going to talk about them a little bit here i think in the form of a ranking perhaps yeah we haven't done one of
1: those since our last star wars ranking actually
0: which definitely went well and no one was mad at anyone over this at all right
1: nope not in the slightest yes so we'll do our best to make andy mad and he'll show up next week and tell us all of the things we got wrong in our orderings
0: yes uh, I definitely have a bunch of these that I sort of feel are pretty close and then a group of them that I feel are not pretty close. I think we had tears last time too, didn't we? Yeah. Didn't we
1: at the end break our, our movies into tears?
0: It's like, there are definitely ones that I like a lot and then ones that I'm kind of like, eh, on. But I, I don't think there are any that are just bad. And I think that is the important thing to say. I think all of these are pretty good.
1: Yes. Like, yeah, but- I, would agree. I would agree with that. There are some of them that maybe I would say they just weren't really for me.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally agree. Uh, so do we want to start? We start at the bottom, right? That's how yes. this
1: goes? We should definitely start at the bottom and, and we'll work our way
0: up. Okay. So I think a lot of my complaints about the ones that I'm going to put down here at the bottom are less about the, either the, the animation quality. I think the animation quality on actually all of these is really amazing there's like some uh, gorgeous scenes in almost every single one of these yes the ones that I disliked tended to be the ones who I sort of felt like didn't get the story together and not because the story that they told isn't good but sort of like either they didn't have like either they had a bigger idea and they didn't get to tell it all or they sort of just got a it, they they it felt like an abbreviated version of something that was larger Right?
1: Yes. Yeah, I definitely got that feeling from one or two of them.
0: So I think on the bottom, I'm going to put Lop and Ocho. Okay. And I don't know if that's the correct way to say that. Is it Lop or Lope? It's Lop. Lop. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did really like this story, but my complaint is mostly that it felt like it kind of rushed a bunch of stuff in the middle and didn't really take time. It, it, it had a great opening like 10 minutes and then the back five or eight seven minutes was just like ah we gotta rush to the end.
1: Yeah, yeah so the the pacing did seem a little a little bit off.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually liked the art style like this is one of the better ones I thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the story just didn't do it for me.
1: Yeah. I liked the, I really liked the, the ending, uh, fight scene in that one. Oh yeah. It
0: was so good. It was,
1: it was really good. So that's, that's a little higher up on my list for me at the bottom was T zero B one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This one's and uh, it
1: just, it wasn't, it wasn't even anything that I felt that it did really wrong. I just the whole thing made me feel like I'm not the target audience for this. Totally. It felt, it felt directed towards a much younger audience.
0: Yep. Very much a kid's type uh, of anime, which is interesting because as I'm looking at this list and the various studios, the studio that did this did another one, which I felt actually was quite a bit better. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, T0B1 is actually my next one. So uh, okay. we very quickly got there uh, for me. So let's move on to the next one in on your list.
1: Yeah, so next up for me uh, at at eight, I guess, is Tatooine Rhapsody, and and much for the same reason. Uh, okay, yeah. It, it also felt like it was targeted. It was pitched a little bit younger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I did like about this one, though, that more than... I think pretty much exclusively of the nine, it um it brings in characters who are known in the Star Wars universe.
0: Yeah. I really liked that it had people that we knew. Like, oh hey, that is Jabba. Oh, that is um Boba Fett. Boba Fett. That is the uh what's Jabba's advisor guy, the the twilight. Oh yeah. That guy. It has that guy. Uh, and I was, Oh, Hey, that's the racetrack from episode one. Oh, Hey, that's like the location. I know that part was super cool.
1: Yes. So that it's again, like none of these, none of these are bad. They all had something redeeming about them.
0: Totally. And this, this, so we'll just talk about this one because we're here. This one's, um, several spots higher on my list, but I, the thing I liked about this is that this is a uniquely anime type story, Right kid uh you know it turns out he was a jedi but they kind of don't tell you that right up front (laughs) right uh falls in with this group of misfits and they start an intergalactic band and they're going off (laughs) performing shows and meanwhile the stormtroopers aka the man are like trying to break up their show right yeah uh like a uniquely anime type story there (laughs) uh and you know the the fine the finale is them getting to play the one last gig before their band member is executed or whatever. (laughs) Uh, and they rock the they rock the stadium so hard that of course the guy gets spared right right uh super cool and i uh very unique take like a very unique anime style take on star wars like you would not get this story in a star wars movie or a show oh, no
1: not not even close
0: but it was good and it fit it felt star warsy even right yeah
1: it did the the i feel like the references the references in that one really helped to ground it
0: yeah totally because again you could have seen it taking place on any sort of generic anime fantasy planet but without all the obvious like most icely and speeders and twilex and stuff you wouldn't have known right yeah so uh we'll get to that one uh on my list but i think we're gonna start getting into some of the i feel like a lot of the other ones here are there's no like standout bad ones left i think
1: yeah i think that's fair
0: uh the next one on my list i th- think mm, i'm still so close on some of these uh i <laughs> think the next one i'm gonna pick is the twins okay And I actually, like, uh, this one's by Studio Trigger, which is, I've watched tons of anime um, done by this group, so I like them quite a bit. Uh, But I think this is another one whose story didn't get enough time to tell the whole story, right?
1: Yeah, so the next two on my list both fall into i'm realizing that the, these kind of fall into categories but the next couple on my list are all ones that i think gave short shrift to their story
0: Mm-hmm. and i think the twins has a really cool premise and i love the idea of like oh you know the light side dark side but both were raised as evil and the one wants to be good and the fight scene at the end is very cool
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it is
0: it's like totally like a gurun lagan style like ending where like you know the the guy has to like punch through the top of the world in the whole thing it was like very cool yeah. um i i actually really like the animation in this one as well but yeah they, they didn't have enough time to develop these characters especially the sister character and it, it was less good because of that right
1: yeah yeah so that one that one i think more than any of the other ones on the list made me feel when it ended, like they could absolutely turn this into its own show.
0: Oh yes, please. Like give me like five more episodes where they like finish the story, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, so I, yeah, at, uh, at, in this same spot for me on my list, I have Akakiri. Yep. And for the same reason, because yep. the, the story ends and it feels like, well, this is just getting good
0: Mm mm-hmm and i have and the only reason i like akakiri a little more than this is that akakiri like left me wanting so much more at the end i'm like no wait that's the end yeah oh i really like i liked akakiri a lot uh, Yeah, the
1: cliffhanger the cliffhanger at the end of that one was really good
0: and, and the story that they did tell was good it's just the ending was such a like cliffhanger type moment i was like oh you why do this to me (laughs) me wanting so much more Uh, especially after all the cool build-up of that guy and then like trying to protect the girl the whole time ah so good yeah uh so the next one up on my list is akakiri Um, and
1: the next one on mine is the twins
0: yeah (laughs) and we have uh, a meeting of minds there for sure there we go
1: uh, so, uh, and then the, I'll, I'll keep going. Cause the next one up on my list is Lapanocho. Okay. So Lapanocho was up here mostly just because of how much I like that ending fight scene.
0: It is so good. It, some of the best animation period, right? Oh yeah. So the next one up on mine is Tatooine Rhapsody then. Okay. And I think it's uh fitting that we have all, that both of us have kept the ones we have kept.
1: Because all of them are really hard to pick between. <laughs> well, it's funny because our, our bot, they're in different orders, but our bottom five are the same.
0: Mm-hmm. And again, so, this was sort of my point of like, some of these felt like they didn't have enough time to, or, or not that they didn't have enough time. They chose to tell a bigger story than they could fit in the allotted time. Right?
1: Yes. Yeah, for sure. So maybe they'll do, you know, maybe they'll do a second round of these and some of the people will decide to continue the story they started.
0: Oh yeah, man. There are so many of these that are super cool. I think I'm also down for them to just kind of be one-off things, but I, I think it is very, like, certainly, like you said, we could I could watch an entire anime of the twins. Like, they could just make a show. Yeah. It felt like it, right? All right, so now we have the really hard choices here. There are four left. And I think, like, I, I wouldn't, I think anyone could make an argument for any of these being the best, and I don't think I would be upset about it.
1: No. No, I I would completely understand whatever order people wanted to put these in because at this point they're all so well done, and mm-hmm. it just kind of comes down to what resonated with you.
0: Totally. Uh, so I think next I'm going to pick the Ninth Jedi. Okay. And I. So again, this one is has maybe the most lore of these. But they, they did a lot of world building in this one, right? You learn about this planet. You learn about the, you know, this, uh, what's the Margrave? Yes. Is that what they call him? It, it felt very, um, it, it was trying to do its own separate thing in a Star Wars setting, which I really liked. Uh, I don't think we had heard of the idea of sabersmiths before or I no, had anyway. That was
1: new, but I I really liked that.
0: It was a cool idea, right? Yeah. And listening to, you know, the uh what is it? The young daughter sort of, you know, help her. Was it specified that it was her father or her brother? I don't think they yes, said. Yes,
1: I think it was specified. No, she definitely talks about her father. Okay, so it was a father the, to the Jedi.
0: Right. Uh and you know, the Margrave supposedly puts out this call to unite the Jedi. We're rebuilding the order. You know, all you Jedi come here. Uh and it's kind of I guess it's the boy the girl's the main character here, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, the daughter of the Smith is the main character.
0: Yeah. Uh and the boy, you know, the boy Jedi who sort of shows up is kind of the like token bumbling <laughs> uh anime hero male character anyway uh it's sort of about this girl's journey to bring the lightsabers after the smith is attacked to bring it up to the the various jedi up there because apparently jedi have not seen a lightsaber in a long time that's kind of the premise here yeah
1: so that was one of the things that i found interesting was trying to trying to decide where in the star wars timeline this would be placed like, is it well after the stories that we know or well before the stories we know, but the technology of
0: lightsabers has been lost? Mm-hmm. I think it's just a cool idea that they're like, oh, you know, it takes place in some some corner of the galaxy, you know, the, the outer rim or something where no one is talking about lightsabers. Jedi haven't seen them in forever. The Jedi have been gone for a long time. They definitely say that, right? Yes. Um, and I again, I think the only thing that lowers this than some of these other ones for me is i like the fight scenes and the other ones more
1: <laughs> okay that's fair
0: and that's not even like a big knock against this because the fight scenes in this one's are really good yeah so
1: i i think one of the things that this one benefited from was that this of the nine was the longest one
0: it was and i will say if it hadn't have been that long this would have been way worse yeah you, you needed, needed that time. they needed
1: all the time that they had totally Um, but this one, this one has some, it's higher on my list. Um, and I I can, I can get to why, um, yeah, but for me, I think it was the, the, and I won't spoil them, but there are two twists in this one. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're both, they're both extremely well done. Oh Um, yeah. One of them, I think you can sort of see coming the other one. I don't know that everyone will catch, um, like before it happens, Mm Hmm. Uh, but both, both are really well done in, in terms of the story. Yeah. I,
0: oh, so cool. <laughs> I don't want I want to talk about them, but we shouldn't because let people enjoy those surprises because they're yeah, very we'll good.
1: We'll give people a chance to, to watch for themselves. And then we'll, we'll talk more about them when people respond with their rankings to us.
0: Yes, please. Because I'm very curious. I feel like there are so many different orders I could put these in.
1: Yeah. Uh, so here on my list was the elder.
0: Yep, totally get it.
1: Yeah, which just a great it's it's a great story a Jedi and Padawan mm-hmm. um, sort of training exercise and the the Jedi senses a disturbance in the Force on the this planet that they land on, um, and track it down to be. I I don't even want to call him a a Sith Lord because he's almost ancient enough to predate the Sith.
0: They definitely so the the spaceship that he shows up in is super cool. It's a like, I feel I have seen that like Sith looking designed spaceship before in something and I can't think of what it is. If it was like Knights of the Old Republic or something, I don't know. But it is a very they definitely in this at least make him seem like just an ancient evil deity or ancient evil source that's just been around for forever
1: yeah
0: uh i really liked the fight scenes in this one like the the and again it is a classic sort of uh the young padawan tale of you know the young hot-headed padawan who wants to get out there like anakin did and go fight and do things and all this sort of stuff right uh, and then the wise master telling him, control your feelings, you know, we don't need to rush into battle, you know. Uh, and then the, you know, the evil Sith mm, ish guy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the elder, <laughs> uh, who is just this like unstoppable force of evil. So cool. And so many like really great shots of the, you know, like the samurai likes. Sword fighting face off and stuff. And I really liked that. How
1: how cool was it to have dual red katana lightsabers? But
0: something I will say generally about all of these is a lot of the animation took the tilt, not of the lightsaber just being like this sort of pole, but like an actual bladed weapon, like a katana or something. Not just in this one, which this one did that also, but some of the other ones also did. And I thought it were really great. Yeah. All right.
1: So that actually, that actually leads well into the next one on my list. Okay. Uh, so at third on my list was the duel. Yeah. Uh, and the duel has, it had to me, it had a great moment um, when the villain shows up and opens her lightsaber umbrella. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just because it's, it's one of those, it's one of those anime moments, like using an umbrella as, as, a weapon shows up a lot in anime, in certain styles of video games, um, like Castlevania comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just liked the, the incorporation of a common symbol with Jedi tech nerds, in this case, Sith technology.
0: And this is the duel comes here in my list also. So we have a, uh finally a meeting of the minds
1: hey there we go
0: yeah uh i really loved the animation style in this one just sort of the like whites and grays and just the uh just some beautiful beautiful scenes and stuff in this i the lone ronin wandering swordsman right coming in to save the village uh classic japanese movie trope even not even just an anime trope (laughs) um yeah i i really really liked this one yet somehow only my third favorite
1: yeah i mean that that just says how good all of
0: these were Mm -hmm. uh all right should i do i go next here yeah yeah move up um where which ones have i not said so Uh, you should have that was three okay ninth jedi So So you, I know the one I want to put as number one. Oh yeah, so the elder is next here, right? Yeah, because I know the one that is number one, and that's not the elder. Uh, I like I said, I I, we talked about the elder enough here, but I really enjoyed the fight scenes in the elder, so that's uh, yeah, where it's coming for me.
1: Why why you would put it up that high? So again,
0: more like wandering swordsman stuff in that as well, which is also yes, that's very true.
1: Um, So in this spot for me is the ninth Jedi.
0: Again, I totally um, see
1: it. Yep, and and that was driven mostly by the the twists in the story.
0: So good. It, it the by virtue of being the longest, it also has the virtue of having the most complete feeling story. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Another one too that that though that as much as it's complete could be the start of a longer saga.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There certainly was enough in there that left you like interested in what the further adventures of these characters could be. Yeah. And that's interesting. Then we're both going to end up on the same one for number one.
1: Yes, we are.
0: And we're both picking the village bride uh, as number yeah. one. And I just some unbelievably gorgeous animation in this.
1: Uh, that was, that's one of the reasons why it's at the top of my list is because of the animation in this one, just blown away by it.
0: Felt like I was watching, in some instances, like, paintings multiple times. Just gorgeous, gorgeous art. And, like, all of these are filled with great-looking art in various ways, right? Like, none of the art in here is bad. This one was a, a cut above, in my opinion. Yeah. And what else did you like about The Village Bride?
1: Um, I felt that this one... The, so the main character in this one is a, a woman who is just known as F.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you never actually get her name, just the just the letter. Um, I felt that she is maybe the most developed character mm-hmm. uh, to me in, in all nine of these. Uh, and I think that's that is part of why this is at the top for me is that she just felt she felt more well-rounded than a lot of the other characters and especially in such short times that's hard to do
0: yeah you got a full story of her right from you know her like why are we here this is you know i i swore i wouldn't do this stuff and her reluctance and then by the end you know her coming out and making a stand yeah oh so good also another uh, great use of the like sword katana as lightsaber
1: Yeah, and, and interesting that hers was yellow.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another color. I Again, I don't because know. Because
1: canonically, and, and Ken or Andy will yell at me if I'm wrong here, but I think canonically the yellow sabers were left for the temple guards. Hmm. I, I might be wrong about that, but I think that's that. what is canon or was old canon. Anything could be true.
0: I know nothing. <laughs> uh,
1: we'll hear we'll hear about it if I'm wrong.
0: It looked extremely cool, is what I will say.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: uh, and some of those shots on the vista of the mountains and stuff was just truly breathtaking. I like I could not get over how amazing this looked, and then to also have it tell this really complete and wonderful story. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, and I liked I liked that they introduced a little bit of um um one what of what's the what i'm looking for um sort of like nature mysticism mm,
0: yeah yeah almost was, a, the, almost
1: it, a, go ahead
0: almost like the uh oh they, they had a connection to the force here before but they didn't call it the force because they didn't know right like that kind of a yeah. stuff it was really cool and like you know they very clearly spell it out where they i don't think did they ever actually say like this is the force but it it became clear they to call me
1: call it they call it magina that's right yeah. And it is, it is their, their ability to sort of like commune with the, the spirit of the planet itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really just oh, so good. And yeah. And like, I clearly got the, you know, this was their way of interpreting and living with the force. Uh, you know, even without them saying it just became like obvious that that was their, uh, I don't know what the word anyway. So good. I'm glad we agree on number one here.
1: Yes, so am I.
0: All right. Well, I think that is going to about do it. Is there anything else we want to talk about here?
1: No, I think uh, just telling the people where they can find us.
0: And I think the people know the place to find us is uh, if you want to send us emails. Hey, please send us your ranking of these nine episodes. We want to compare. You yeah, can send to those... hear what you thought. Send those to podcast at we were gamers.com. We will absolutely take a look at those. And we're going to talk with Andy about this uh, in a week or so anyway. So get ready for that. Uh, also, you can f- please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcasting app or uh, RSS of choice. We are uh, We Were Gamers on social media at We Were Gamers on Facebook and Instagram uh, and YouTube and all those great places. Assuming that those social media services are back up, lol. yeah uh and please follow us on all those places and if you're checking us out on youtube there will be some great videos there uh, for everyone to see and just a cool way to watch this and you know subscribe there that helps us out so alright well did you enjoy watching all those visions episodes Michael
1: I did I uh I won a season two And I think that is something everyone can.